All right, this is the third edition of the A to Z podcast for 2014. You heard us earlier this week talk about the Browns' great win over the New Orleans Saints, and they're now 1-1 one and one on the season. Zach Jackson is here. I'm Andre Knott. Let's talk a little bit about the NFL in general, and then maybe we'll even talk about who we expect to win against some of these games this week. How about that? Well, Andre, um, the state of the NFL is good. It's a thriving, multi-billion dollar business that brings in people from all walks of life with all different kinds of ties to it. But last week specifically, and a lot of stuff lingering here as we sit and record this, um, there are concerns. There are concerns with the game of football, with concussions and player safety and and things. And there are concerns, Andre, um, 13 – no, excuse me, 38 NFL players have been arrested in 2014. Yes. Okay? And I'm not sure if you go down Rockside Road here or out east or down south or wherever, there's many corporations – that would fly with having 38 employees arrested in a single year. Out of how many? Well, there's 800-some players in the NFL. So let's say we could use any – I get what you're saying. And let me just say this as we start off. Is there a problem in the NFL with violence and people getting arrested? Maybe. But it's the same problem that the rest of our society has. It's a a microcosm of what 25 and unders – 26 – I'll say 30 and under – 18 to 30 years old, we probably make some of our dumbest mistakes. Yeah. We still have every other weekend when we think we're 26. We it can. happens, right? Oh, and it doesn't feel good on Monday. <laughs> no, it used to, I used to feel great the next day and start over. Right. Now I can't even think about that. But I get, yeah, is there, but, all right, pro football talk. I give a lot of props to Mike Florio because when he first started, we all laughed at him. We all laughed. <laughs> this dude's got a blog. What the, who the hell is he? Yeah. One of the first things that really made that site the site was when they put up the jail count on the top right-hand corner, how many days since the last NFL player arrested. This isn't anything really new, Zach. And I'm not – and I don't want to think people think I'm condoning things. It's not something new. It's yeah. been an issue forever. It's just more glorified today yeah. because of everyone out there talking. And that's what I was going to say. I don't necessarily have a problem with the number of arrests. I was usually mo- – um, using that as a conversation point. Right. And, I, and I do have a problem with it. I'm not saying that's as alarming, but I think the other part of what you said is what's the alarming. There's a violence problem. And some of it is yeah. testosterone-packed, early 20s, really powerful in, in life and in blunt force people. Yes. Blunts are part of it, too. Who are, yeah, <laughs> put in situations, uh, who do violence for a living. Right. And then other um, 340 days of the year live in society like the rest of us. How do you turn that off? We congratulate these kids. We pat them on the butt. We tell them how great it is. You and I go to high school football games, and we bre- when a kid is big and doesn't play well, you and I, amongst others, go, Look, plays like, looks like Tarzan, plays like James. That's one of our favorite. We do yeah. it at, to yeah. 14, 15, 16-year-olds. You know how people coach. You've been around a lot of great coaches. I know how it goes. And I, look, there's a lot of guys that can go through this, and they can walk off the field, and they can be the nicest gentlemen in the world. But some of these guys, especially when – you know, like I'll talk about the Adrian Peterson situation. He was raised in a way that was different than some people. There's some people that say I was raised exactly like Adrian Peterson. He's a guy that went, and you heard me talk about this on the radio earlier in the week. He's a guy that, what does Adrian Peterson not know about being successful? All he's been since he's 16 has been the Gatorade Player of the Year. He goes to Oklahoma, best running back in the world. Goes right to Minnesota and has 300, you know, breaks Jamal Lewis's record and, and quicker than he can have two babies. I mean, everything worked out perfect for Adrian Peterson in his life. Except condoms. Except condoms. They've been breaking since 19. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's not good when we both laugh. Nice. 
That's the damn no, truth. I mean the guy tore his ACL and came back and defeated all odds in like two weeks. And his right. and as you mentioned last week, has tainted the, what we think of normal humans right. when they get ACL surgery. Yes, and it's not you know the technology is great and these doctors do a phenomenal job, but not everybody's Adrian Peterson. No, and that's kind of what I'm going with. Gets to Minnesota. Played on terrible teams, but he makes his team watchable every single week. The record could fall anytime. And yes, now any we know any Sunday if he's allowed to play, <laughs> a record could be broken. Right. I'm trying to get people in the psyche of a guy like that. Imagine going through the first 27, 26 years of your life, and it's hard for you to think. Any, I mean, we all know that we have our negatives. Some of us it comes easier because we just get it, but for him. My life is perfect for every how I was raised, what I've gone through. It's all worked. Now, we can talk about how raising and disciplining children should go. We all have different thoughts of that. But how do you tell Adrian Peterson, hey, man, this ain't the way to raise. You don't, and yeah. look, I don't like beating on four-year-old kids. I don't see the justice in that on mm-hmm. a four-year-old. But that's how Adrian Peterson was raised. And to him, that's what made him great. Yeah. Do we put this guy up and hang him in society now because we don't agree with the way he was brought up? I, my question, Andre, is is not my question, but my my split on this is I fully believe he's entitled to his due process. Yeah. And on the other hand, four years old, you know, right. well, you your daughter's going to be four before yeah. long. Yeah. She needs discipline because she's wild like the rest of them. Yep. And she's from me. She's awfully little. <laughs> yeah. You know, not, yeah. You don't need that. No, you don't need to do that to right. a four year old. Right. I agree. I I agree. Yeah, uh, but that's well. But where we are as a society, look how we judge everything. Societal issue, and this is why this is part of the reason that, that football is getting questioned the way it's getting questioned. Andre is because right now, and I'll guarantee this: at high schools across this country, programs you know and programs you don't, at college programs across this country, at Jameis Winston is a proven moron, <laughs> the Heisman Trophy winner, the yes. face of college football right now, and at Division three schools down the road or whatever. This kid's doing the same there thing There are he's doing. kids, Andre, that shouldn't be playing, yes. and that coach has to make a decision every single week <laughs> of, do I want to win this yeah. game or do I not? Will can't will we really benefit from this kid teaching a lesson yeah. or not? It, it goes on, and it's been going on for years, and good coaches, and revered changing. coaches have done it. Yes. They have played guys that shouldn't be out Yes, there. at all colleges, like you said, all high schools, you're right. What is the proper, because you said you believe in the due process. I do as well. And I don't agree with everything Adrian Peterson did. Because as you said, four years old. But what's the true punishment? Should his career be over? I've heard people say, he should never play football again. Wow, really? Well, I'll say this. The NFL is pretty damn resilient. Pretty damn, uh, no, more correct, bulletproof. (laughs) Yes. I mean, a year and a half ago, a serial murderer, allegedly, was playing in this league. After he killed the last guy, went to work out of the Patriots facility the next day after he'd been questioned by the cops. Right? Right. And nobody even blinked. Really. Oh, right. Went to, went to and, and I mean, out. that made us forget about Ray Carruth. Yeah. You know? Who, I mean, Dante Stallworth. I like Dante. I know Dante. Roger Goodell, and we're going to get to Roger Goodell next. Roger Goodell made him sit out four years. Dante is a, and he is a, he is deep, smart guy, made a terrible mistake that could have happened to anybody that makes a mistake of getting in the car after they've had a, dr- a drink. That easy. I thought the way they handled that process, they let the process play out. It did happen in March, I believe. So they had time before the season actually started to get it set up. I think that's the problem the NFL is going yeah. through right now. Well, These are problems that usually happen in the offseason where you can go, it's a die-down period. Well, right. you know what? There's a game in 10 minutes Wait, now. We respond to we... it at 5, 10 p.m. on Friday. Right. Yeah. You can't do that right now. And the no. NFL stuck with these issues. Like what happened with Adrian Peterson's kid? That happened in offseason. But now it's coming up. And here's the other thing. And you know this, because you've worked for an NFL team. 
the Minnesota Vikings weren't blindsided by what was going on with Adrian no, Peterson. Not at all. They didn't. They and I'm not beating them up. They didn't go into Week One going, "Oh, Adrian is great." They had an idea of what was going on in the background. These charges just didn't pop up in Week Two. Yeah. Especially right? because his lawyer, his agent, made a statement that yes. said these other people have been on this hunt for years right. trying to turn these charges into something. And I'm not making Minnesota out to be bad. I'm not. But it's going to sound like it. No. When, look. They're when reacting. The, when the terrible thing happened last year where Adrian's son that he didn't know yes. passed away, the team then knew. If there was anything hiding behind that curtain, it was no longer right. hiding. Right. And when you have a guy curtain. like Adrian, Adrian Peterson is a Sean Kemp of the NFL right now. Yeah. He has multiple kids by multiple. And I told the story about Willis McGahee last year when we were right. at the Browns. I was going to say, yeah. tell the story. Oh, it's the best story. I mean, I do one of these interviews you've ever heard. I do it for the pregame show. I do an interview where I go to the players. It's kind of like meet the player. I don't talk, you know, where you're from, who you are, what motivates you, what mo- fun stuff. I try to make it easy. I got to a question with Willis McGahee about kids and he goes oh man i love christmas i'm like santa claus to all the kids in my family and i go and blindly because i kind of knew but i didn't and you know as a reporter first question was how many kids do you have and he goes oh dog shoot like seven eight like and and i'm like whoa and i'm sure my face was like that scared white lady when the black guy comes (laughs) into the backyard you've seen that one yeah (laughs) i go i just want some brown sugar (laughs) so we keep the interview going and i laugh at willis or whatever and I get a call from the PR person uh, three hours later. Anyway, you can cut that out of the interview. Willis feels a little, he doesn't feel comfortable with that out there. But he was laughing and smiling when it was said between us. Right. But then he realized, man, if people know I got that many kids with that many different women. Because the next question, I go, dang. I go, you got that many? What, how many? He's all, oh, man, I got six. <laughs> you know, like, and I'll say it now. And I'm not, it's. It's a problem that, and we could get into the whole problem about kids and families and everything else. My point to all of this is, like you said, when when the kid last year passed away, Minnesota Vikings had a pretty good idea. They had a situation on their hands. Well, and the one thing that would challenge the the bulletproof nature of the NFL, whatever, is what happened. Uh, On the backdrop for the Vikings press conference, when they had to explain this, was Radisson Hotels. Later that night, Radisson Hotels said, we're suspending our sponsorships. Uh, By the time we're recording this, Nike has lifted all the Adrian Peterson jerseys out of the Mall of America in Minnesota. There's only one way that the NFL and the Vikings are going to feel this. That's to be hit in the pocketbook. But is it, and that's what's happening. And you're right. But is it fair? Bradison, I mean, to me, it's... I, 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 well, you know what? It's a valid question to ask what that's truly accomplishing. But they're making a stand that, yeah. that this can't go on. I mean, look... You no, know, it's an election year for the Minnesota governor. He came out yeah. and said they shouldn't be playing him. Right. And, well, and that's the question. But like I said, that is no really no different than the question that's been going on. And, Andre, we know this. Ray Rice had this video not surfaced 10 days ago or whatever It's playing it this Sunday. It's playing this Sunday. Would have been in that building on last Sunday because they had the long week right. and would be playing. And they would have to have a and, whole new plan, including the security team that they already know, yes. would already be on the ground in Cleveland. Yes. Developing that itinerary that, as yes. we know from traveling with the team yes. for almost a decade, as we did, goes piece by piece, person by person, detail by detail. There would be plainclothes security guards everywhere Ray Rice went, yep. including in the cheering sections where people could get to him. Yes, and he'd been in the starting lineup as well. He would have been in the starting lineup and would have been getting the ball in the first yes. quarter and the fourth quarter. And Ozzie Newsom knew exactly what he did. Harbaugh knew exactly what he did. Dick Case knew exactly what he did. And I'm pretty sure the owner knew what he did. Right. So, and, and if you really want to get into doo-doo with the Minnesota Vikings, go read about Ziggy Wilf. 
You tell me who's a worse person, Ziggy Will for Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Since you want, and I'm saying this to the, the the hotels that want to jump out now and Nike. Well, if we if we're if everything's getting put on the table, really go look at what Ziggy Wilf has done to get his money. Tell me how great you feel about, but right now they're Teflon. And the owner, and I'm not. And look, we could probably do this in every city. I'm sure every owner has something they don't want us to know about. We're seeing it in the NBA right now. And I think you know. I guess my thing is this: if in any company, any business, sometimes we don't need to know everything because if we knew everything about it, we wouldn't eat anywhere, we wouldn't exactly. stay anywhere, we wouldn't watch anything. No. You, right here. I traveled with the Browns for almost 10 years. Yeah. Andre was there oh. on 90% of those trips, right? Yeah. You, you traveled for, six what, years, six or six seven years? years? Yeah, six, yeah. seven years, right. He was a sideline reporter. I worked for the team in-house. Um, and when people say to me now, you know, what do you, what do you mean you don't care who wins? What do you mean you're not a fan? You love – yeah, nobody loves more the NFL more than me. Nobody watches more of the NFL more than me. But I watch the NFL for the game, for the players, yep. for the for the teams – we got too close. I've been a little too close to say, boy, go. Now, there are people that I root for, just like yep. in every other yep. aspect of life. Yep. <laughs> but, man. It's a business. It's a business. And sometimes it's better not to be too close to the business part of what it is. And that's why I'm, I get frustrated because it's easy for us to, to go at Ray. And Ray Rice was awful what he did. I would never condone that. But like I said, there's a lot of other people. You know, the Ravens are going to walk into this building on Sunday, and some people will give them a hand for what they've done with Ray Rice now. But really? Should we? If it was that bad before you saw the video. They just put up the Ray Lewis statue two weeks ago. Yeah, they. thank you. I mean, so what is this really about? But in Baltimore, people go up and that's a shrine. Right, you know, we were mad. We, and we're, it's a little. We're both from Akron. It's yeah, a little more sensitive. Absolutely, to hear. I knew yeah. people that got their hair cut by one of the guys. Yeah. It's it, we. I am sensitive about it. I always will. Yeah, I mean, but look at ESPN. I'll go at everybody. ESPN puts Ray Lewis up there every Monday, and he's embarrassing himself. He is embarrassing himself. He thinks it's a Sunday morning, and he's on a pulpit, and everybody's paying tithes to hear what he's got to say. Let's be honest. Half of America is watching, mocking him, and joking about him, tweeting and trying to get on Deadspin, mocking what Ray Lewis has become. Ray Lewis loves football. He's a great football guy. He should go coach his sons. He should go coach. But he's got no right talking about right and wrong on TV on Monday night. Two years ago, they came out with that Ray Lewis Football Life hour-long special on NFL Network. It's great. Even though I I watched it. And then I watched it again the next day. When I got done, I thought, that is one of the most amazing football pieces that I've ever seen. And I also thought, man, what a bunch of hypocritical bullshit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's what I think about the person, too. Exactly. Yeah. And I got nothing against him. God bless him that he's changed his life. I don't need to hear his, and since you've used it, I'm gonna, I don't need to hear, <laughs> hear his bullshit. Yeah. I don't need to hear it. And I think most of America feels that way. But ESPN trots him out there because, hey, it's Ray Lewis. And it, it gets ratings. And it's part of that NFL right. machine. And that's my point to this. ESPN is what it is. And Fox Sports 1 exists. And NBC Sports Network and all these right. offshoots. Because the NFL has become this American giant. Yes, it's money, and everybody wants to. Wants, everybody wants to grab a little money off of it. All right, let's talk about Roger Goodell. I haven't been a big fan of Roger Goodell way before the last month. I get what his process is. I get who he is. He works for thirty-one rich dudes that take care of him. But right now, he's in the crosshairs because if we called up our old friend Scott Fujita, who I'm sure would love to have this conversation, and I said, Scott, when they were doing everything with the Saints. How many different people did you have to talk to? How many different videos did they go through? How many different people in your life did they go through to see if Bounty Gate was real? I don't think anybody can believe Roger Goodell right now, whether he did or did not see the tape with Ray Rice. And if he didn't, I don't want to use it. Should he be punished? 
And if he did, he definitely should be. But the whole standard that he's had of being behind the shield is totally went to bullshit now with this situation. Totally. Well, for him to be pushed out, Andre, short of something criminal you know, that he did, not that Ray Rice did, it would have to be those 32 guys that he works for pushing that movement. But why you talk they about the shield, they all stand behind it. It all yeah. drives all of them. So you know, you think like me that this will pass. The NFL's look in New York's probably going, this shall pass. It will, because guess what? There's another set of games, which means <laughs> another set of storylines, another week for fantasy football, another week for betting, yeah. another week for commercials, another story to come about. And they will deflect. They will rise again. Yes. No doubt about it. They will. I'm with you. I think, though, at some point in time, the NFLPA has got to be more strong and worrying about what's really important. Well, and I think they're realizing that, too, um, as they go through this. But, you know, they need to sometime get on the offensive (laughs) instead of the defensive, you know, like this drug thing and and whatever. Um, They realize their guys aren't perfect. they realize everybody it, scratches everybody's back. Yes, let's just say that. And, and this is the ultimate short-term league. It yeah. really is. So they they need to fight for what they fight for for every because these guys earn it. When we talk about being on these trips, we've been on these oh, planes. I've seen guys take take yeah. years oh. off their lives every Sunday. Yeah, they earn every penny that they get. I don't fight you on that. But you just made a great point. Why Roger Goodell will stay? It's such a short-term thing in league that like. In radio business, you can get stay in the same, but you can stay in the same business, same group of people for 10, 15 years together. In 10, 15 years, you can't keep pulling the wool over my eyes. But if I'm only in the league for three years, two and a half years, and I'm trying to make as much money as I can make, how big is that fight against the commissioner really yeah. when I'm just trying to get paid myself? Right. Well, why do you see the guys, and this is not to take anything away from Scott Fujita, who had a great career, but he was leading that fight at the end. Right. He was right. Right. Guys at the end lead the fight. Right. Because guys they, at the beginning are not biting the hand. I ain't got time for that. Right. Well, I'm that's like, like LeBron. He's one of our own, right? right. He's back. He's, he's the greatest. Sure. I mean, until something changes, yeah. he is. In the last year, and credit to LeBron, he started speaking up for Trayvon, the Trayvon Martin right. thing. He took on the Donald Sterling thing all on his right. own. Maybe yeah. he got some advice maybe he didn't he's become an adult he's become a grown-up and he is bulletproof he is roger goodell he's the nfl guess what Deion waiters isn't no rajon rondo isn't hell no rajon rondo (laughs) yeah but i know i'm just you know go all they're not they're not lebron james gotta tell you this lebron it ain't that fun being an adult though it will be for you (laughs) but not for the rest of us pretty awful uh yeah all right a couple other things i want to get to before we get out of here um What's the most surprising team in the NFL to you? Is it the Buffalo Bills being two and zero? Is it the zero and two teams? Anything jump um, out to you? In the it's first probably two weeks? the Bills. Probably the Bills being two and zero. I can't kill the Colts because of who they played. Yeah, you know they they've been right there. They got both some issues games. though. They yeah. do, but a lot of teams do. Andre, two yeah. weeks in, nineteen teams are two and zero or one and one. Excuse me. So it's right where everybody wants them. Yeah, right? yeah. Apparently, right? yeah, it's fine. It's- you know the Raiders are awful. The Giants are awful. We saw that coming. They uh, are. Yeah, the, the Jacksonville's awful. The Browns averaging twenty six and a half a game is the most surprising stat. Surprising. But Houston being two and zero, soft schedule to start. But so what? They're two and zero. They got their they formula. They, they, you know, I, I like. I, I can't wait to see where this goes with the Browns and Houston because they got their formula. It's a bit outdated. Yeah. It's, it's run it run and play it. defense, yeah. but it's our formula and, and come beat us. But it's football. And I'm so glad you say that. I love college football, but I got to tell you, some of these track meets I watch, I watch. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not. Fo- but you're right. The Browns and Houston's are going. You know what? We're going to play football like we've always played. Well, yeah, we just talked about the state of the league, Andre, but the state of the game is changing. Yeah. Uh, Bowling Green ran 113 plays last Saturday. Oh. West Virginia ran 108. 45 minutes from here in Worcester, a high school quarterback, threw for 600, six touchdowns, and ran for five. Five. 
And, and it, they didn't beat some. I mean, no, was, I, I'd imagine that you know it really wasn't future NFL players out there right. on defense. But they got stopped on fourth down three times or fumbled the ball. <laughs> That's unbelievable. I mean, it was seventy something to forty seven. You know, and they got that offense from the Mott guy at Kenton, who they played in the playoffs right. a year or two. Yeah, yeah. I did you the know, game for him. Yeah. Right, and now he's at Missouri right. and running kind of the same thing. Yeah. I mean, this is this is where it's going. It's go. Urban Meyer has said Woody Hayes and Jim Tressler are gone. We're Go, go, go. JT Barrett just picked on the bad team that he played oh, to the tune of six touchdowns. It's all right, Kent State. I still love you. I won't wear that sports Start recruiting. Better I, yeah, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> or somebody else can be coaching your team, and I know who. Um, now, it, that part is crazy that it is going that way. And I think that's what the – don't you think – forget that. Isn't that what the Shield wants, though? This wide open, yeah. up and down the field, fantasy points, right. you know, not as much contact and running every play. The, I'm glad the penalties haven't gone up in the NFL so far during the regular season, but it is crazy to watch where, where things are changing. Biggest change from last week, week, week three of the college, Notre Dame wearing pit uniforms. I like, I'm young Those were the, the best Notre Dame uniforms what? I've ever seen. Yes. The Joe Montana Greens are the best. No, well, they were good. Yeah. But last, <laughs> of the variations, All right. except for you the like Joe Montana it. Greens. Those were the best ones I've I just, seen. I, I'm not a Notre Dame fan, but seeing them in those uniforms, I cringed for a half an hour. I oh, I loved it as soon you? as I saw it. That's I funny. It. I mean, it's just not Notre Dame. It's still weird for me to see Penn State have their names on their back. Well, you know, speaking of the – it is, but the, the evolution of the game, that's what it's become. Penn yep. State puts names on the back for recruiting. Yeah. Oregon has 17 uniforms for, for recruiting. St. Vincent St. Mary has yeah. six uniforms for recruiting. <laughs> Man, we get the best kid, Catholic kids in the studio. <laughs> Stop doing that. The fastest Catholics I've ever seen. <laughs> I, couldn't even, I couldn't even say it with a straight They play the University of Moody this week, <laughs> yeah, by the way. No. Let's put a sandwich on the game. Yeah, let's put a sandwich on the game. Right. Absolutely. But think about, <laughs> think about that. You just said it. Those two are basically universities in, in Ohio, Northeast Ohio. That's where it's look. St. Ed's is number one in Max Preps or whatever. Yes. I don't know if you got to see that first weekend. Oh. Look, they got kids from Hacker and from Lorraine from wherever. That is a phenomenal football it's a team. Great football. It is a team. great yes. football. I can't wait to watch them play again. I, I don't care you. what the level is. And they run that run up. Call it at the line. Fly, yeah. It is a great football team full of really really talented players. And someone tweeted this earlier. And uh, you talk about the Big Ten, Andre. Yeah. That St. Ed's team. They have a kid. Who was committed to Michigan? Decommitted. Yeah, they have twins. Who Sean, were, or, yeah, Sean Crawford. Crawford. Yeah, they have kids who were uh, twins. I don't know their names off the top of my head. Who were committed to Northwestern? Decommitted. Yeah, you know where the other commitments are? Where Kentucky, <sighs> somewhere out east. Stoops is changing the game. Not in the Big Ten. Stoops yeah. is the point. Stoops, not in, Stoops is making a change in Kentucky. Not in the Big Ten. He really is. He really is. They got the kid from Cleveland Heights that's playing wide receiver. They got a bunch of Northeast Ohio kids yes. on that Kentucky team. Cincinnati, Columbus, and yeah. all the way up here too. And we'll, we'll do this next week. Cincinnati's got a great chance to beat Ohio State. Yeah, we're going to talk about that next week. It's got a great chance to do. We definitely. I, I can't wait for that game. All right, really we'll wrap can't. this thing. I can't wait either. We'll wrap this up with quick NFL thing. Um, top team still Seattle Seahawks. No, Woo. no, I, I wasn't going to crown them. Yeah, I anyway, all right. Who it's is? so hard to defend. They're hard to. They are a hard. If you don't play the obviously, if you okay. don't play them at home. All right, the, I'm going to tell you the three most interesting teams. Okay, okay, yeah, that's better. Let's Seattle's one of them. Okay, the team that just beat Seattle. San Diego, San Diego is certainly one of them. Yep. And Philly, you know why? Because they're 2-0 and Nick Foles hasn't played well. They played like crap. Yeah. But they literally still are wearing guy teams out. That offense is great. They've worn the Jacksonville Jags out. They wore out the Colts on Monday. And I think Sunday the Colts show, because even Trent Richardson was pounding I think the Colts show what teams are going to do to them. Pound them, yeah. But they punch right back with Sproles and right. all those guys. Yeah, I think you, those, two, those three are real good ones. I think the other ones to pay attention to, Buffalo, obviously, because we talked about them. The Miami Dolphins. Who they they played their Super Bowl in week one, yeah, and then laid an egg in week two. They sure did. 
That was interesting. I think the Jets are interesting to watch because they're and they're on Monday night this week. I think so, yeah. against the Bears. Bears and the Bears are interesting. Yes, too. they sure There's are. A lot of, but if you know, the Bears can play defense, the, they can play with anybody. Mel Tuck, when Tuck gets the right guys and they can, they're a fun team to watch. And that Fuller kid who had those oh. picks, man, he's pretty gifted. Should he have been a Brown? Well, it's easy to say. So, I know. It's but, too easy to say. Well, a lot of people and a lot of our friends that do scouting, they had him as the number one corner, but he had some physical injuries. And people didn't eat, and the Browns went with the safer. They went um, with the mold that Petten wants, the, the bigger big, guy right. in Gilbert. So we won't go back and forth on that. But I think the Dolphins are interesting because they got a lot of crap going on around them. They got talent. Yeah, they didn't get after the quarterback in week two. I I, I love the NFL right now because there are so many the Saints. What do you think that flight home was for Rob Ryan? <laughs> who got who who got it worse? I and a he text, was inventing ways to use the F word. Yes, and he's good at that. <laughs> he had already invented many <laughs> yeah. of them. Um, I texted you and a couple friends on a on a group text. I put the wrong name. Patrick Robinson is who I meant to say, not Peterson. But it was Sunday night, and I'd had a couple cocktails. <laughs> um, that dude should have got cut before he got on the plane. Yes, it was bad. He was awful in week one, too. You know, that was who they went at in the and Atlanta. And that's a former first-round pick. Too. I know. I know. Fast guy that apparently can't play. Fast either. guy can't read. We don't take those. All right, so game. weekend predictions. So for a sandwich, I got Mooney. You got St. Yeah, well, that's the same. Saturday, I'm going to go to Akron and Marshall, see Rakeem Cato. You know my man Nick Camino says Marshall's going undefeated this year. Okay, then I'll take the zips. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. No sandwiches here. Give me the Browns, 17-14. Ooh. Um, I think bad karma, Ray Rice, bad karma. Bad Ray karma, period. I'm going with the Browns 13-10. to 10. Yeah, I don't both, think it's We be both agree that it's not going to be pretty. It's going to be ugly. It's gonna be it's gonna be an AFC North battle. Can't wait. It's gonna be an AFC North battle. Can't wait. Thank you guys for coming here to check us out. We are on iTunes now. If you uh, have a friend that likes good sports talk that makes fun of all the bad ones, <laughs> we're the people to go to. We and hope. you know who's bad. We hope most of the people you listen to. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>